Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we're looking at Wednesday night best bets here for you guys on another two-game slate in the NBA. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We've also got our play-up props up there for you guys. You can check that video out as well and continue to follow along throughout these playoffs. Also head to the site we have there for you guys with all the great written content up on thelines.com. Continue to follow along with all the picks we're putting up there. Uh, And you can use the odds finder tool that we have up there. A nice little chart to see all the offerings from these sports books. Make sure you're getting the best odds available to you and all these bets that you are making in the NBA this postseason. Uh, Nate, let's run right into uh, your first best bet here. I know we usually like to talk about how we did recently. um, But basically for, you know, May the 9th, we're recording this right now to get ahead of these videos. So once again, we'd rather just get right into stuff here for you guys and uh, move on to your first bet here Nate well you could pat yourself on the back for hitting the parlays in that Knicks game I guess you just didn't want to talk about it again but yeah we both hit parlays for the heat to win or I had the heat winning Josh had uh just Jalen 20 Jimmy 20 and then eight rebounds for Bam and Julius so those hit Steph was the top scorer in that Warriors game uh, although the Warriors choked down the stretch so we're talking about a three and one night on Monday Looking at Wednesday here, I mean, the Heat, I'm, I'm just surprised to see them at, at plus three and a half here. So what I'm going to do is kind of flip that line and say Heat minus two and a half. Give me plus 165. I mean, it's still like plus 140 just straight up on the money line. But if they win, I don't think it's necessarily going to be on a last shot uh, or be that close. Because the Knicks, I mean, it's it's demoralizing what's happening to them. I, I could, even with the crowd at their back. Um, you know, just getting bullied by a, a team that just will not be moved, as, as everybody says, like it's just an immovable object. Jimmy Butler, uh, it, it's got at some point you think they may they might let go of the rope. And I'm, the reason I've been off the Knicks this whole series because they have a clunky offense with three guys who can get their own bucket, but they don't produce for each other. Um, they're averaging 18 assists to 14 and a half turnovers in, in the series, and that's just not going to get it done. They're shooting 28% from deep, uh, just like uh, allowing the Heat to pack the paint. It's really exactly what we're saying in game four. I mean, the change in venue is something. Um, but like, I don't feel like the Heat have even gotten the best of Jimmy Butler yet in terms of since he came back from his ankle injury. Like he's just been like getting by like 29% usage, 27 and a half points per game. That's 10 points per game fewer than he had to drop to dispatch Milwaukee in five. And, you know, we saw what happened in game five with just even with the heat looking like we before that game. I remember, Josh, we were like, well, don't they just want to go back to Miami and try to close it out there? They smelled a little blood and then they doubled up the Bucks in the fourth quarter to win it in overtime. So it's just like if they can pull that kind of effort out and you're, you're but you're probably talking about a Knicks team that they could be leading wire to wire against because they have in most of these last few games. Um, I mean, I, I trust Miami to win. We talked about some of the numbers in terms of them not allowing free throws and the Knicks depending on free throws. Um, the Knicks, you know, depending on paint points, Miami not allowing much of that either. And so even when they're losing the rebounding battle, they're just so much more efficient offensively that they're able to actually score, uh, unlike what the Knicks got into with their first round series. Um, so I, I think you're looking at historically – Miami's 14 and 0 and they have a 3-1 lead now. They just they they close it out. Uh the Knicks are 0 14 when they're down 3-1. Um I, I'm not sure if that's for the entire series or it's just literally that game, but I think in this situation 
I, I think Miami's going to be able to close it out. And even if they don't, like, I'll, I'll still take my odds here at plus 165 for them to do that based on what I've seen. Yeah, it's a quick, quick reminder, PSA, that if you pick a team to win a series and you feel confident in it, then you should probably pick their money line as well pretty consistently. And uh, especially when it's at plus money for the team that you chose to win the series already. Like I know we both already did uh, and talked about that when it was like minus 110 for the heat at one point, minus 120 for the heat was still very worth it, Um, especially after we saw the Knicks win and we go, Oh, you guys needed to do that, barely scraping by without Jimmy Butler? Like, what do you think is going to happen when Jimmy comes back? And we've seen it. And, like, just as soon as Jimmy hit his first three in in the last game, in game four, and came down the court doing this, like, pointing at the ground, I was like, oh, okay. All right, got it. Like, that's that's what it is. That's what this series is. And and that's what it will continue to be. So I agree with you uh, in everything that you're saying here about the Heat winning and and why. Um, You know, one point that I have is also talking about Julius Randle just – on offense and defense, man, like he, he's not him, I guess is what the saying goes these days. He, he's not it. Like on offense, the I hang on, guys, I got this moment is just sends, you know, my, my makes my blood cold. I know that it's not going to go well. And, and sometimes it will. And he'll hit a shot that's fallen away from 25 feet and it'll go in. And at the end of the shot clock, because he just spent eight seconds jab stepping before he actually made a move. So now we have to rush a shot at the end of the shot clock. That is vintage Julius Randle right now. Also reminds you of Carmelo uh, in a bad way. And and like, but when he hits it, it's like, oh, so is that the shot you're going to keep taking? And, and to your point about clunky offense, like, this offense is not just relying on those two guys dominating. If you look at the way that this this team played out throughout the regular season, Julius uh, R.J. Barrett averaging 20, and I know he had a decent game last time, um, but also you had Emmanuel Quickly that would randomly give you 20. You had Quentin Grimes that was available to hit open threes, and good to see him back, but this, this there's a lot of guys that are able to guard him uh, in this series, including Max Struess, who did a fine job last game guarding him. So, like, all of this is to say, like, if they win this game, fine. But like, this is, this is where I think we can like take, take the safest bet, which is them to win. Like you're talking about, and maybe add some fun stuff on there to it. Just like, don't get irresponsible here, but like, maybe you want to throw 0.1 units or, you know, a fifth of a unit onto, you know, some of these bets. So Miami to be losing at the half. So Nick's winning at the half, but Miami wins the game. That's plus 600. We've seen that plenty of times, including game five uh, of the buck series for this team. When they came back and stomped them, we saw it in game one of this series. When they came back after the Knicks were up uh, pretty big in the first half, double digits in the third quarter. I would also say if you want another six to one on your money there, Jimmy to get 35 and close this thing out like the killer that he's been in these types of games plus 600. That's a lot of points. Even if you just take him up to plus 300, uh, or excuse me, if you take him to 30 plus points uh, and you add the Miami win there, you're still looking at like plus 315 for Jimmy, uh, plus 285 in that area, depending on the book you look at. And then the last thing I would say is Miami to win the fourth quarter. Like all this stuff adds up to Miami's going to win the fourth quarter. If they're going to win this game and you think the Knicks might bring it a little bit in the first half and ride the wave of MSG, maybe Jalen's hot early, maybe a couple guys hit a few threes, like in in the terms of uh, Julius Randall and and even RJ fine like maybe that happens but like do you believe in this Knicks team to sustain offense through four quarters I don't um and and the only way that this bet doesn't really hit in my opinion is if the the Heat are already winning this game in a way that they don't care about it and it could go the other way but I do think that the Heat are going to come out and try to 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 stop them like nothing's about what the way they've played these playoffs has led me to believe they're taking any games off like they kind of took game two off and they still almost won it leading most of the way until the very end against this team so uh, I'm just I'm just not a believer in in the 
the Knicks offense without, you know, a guy like Emmanuel quickly being effective, who was doubtful and, and missed the last game and, you know, might not be available for this one. But even if he is, what makes you believe that he's going to come in and change everything around from the way he's been playing in the playoffs this year? I, I don't have that confidence yet. So I, and I, I do believe like the, the heat, uh, others have hit threes at a rate that I'm like, all right, this is just what you're going to do in the playoffs. I'm not going to bet against that. And we'll see how they might come out in a series against the Celtics or whomever in the next one uh, as I look ahead to that. But like for now against this Knicks team, they don't have the the answers. Yeah, we should remember that the Knicks were like five games below 500 against winning teams for most of the season. They couldn't handle the big dogs in the East until like the middle, until we got to the dog days of the season. And then all of a sudden they, they're going on a run they're winning games. It was kind of fool's gold to think like, oh man, the Knicks might be a contender. Look, like they beat the Bucs, they beat the Celtics twice. Um, I mean, that's heat. that's exactly the type of the pause in the season that were, sure, Miami was below 500 against winning teams too, but they're pacing themselves. They're veterans, right? They're playoff, they, they have playoff experience and that doesn't necessarily mean they can't handle these moments. Uh, this group has been through it and they know how to close out in those situations. And so, they have Jimmy Butler. Speaking of veterans, <laughs> I mean, the other game... Here, yeah, uh, with with LeBron versus Steph, and uh, we are going under on the Lakers to score fifty five and a half points in the first half. And uh, what I'm banking on to a degree here is some regression. The first two games in Golden State to open the series were just crazy in the first half. So I, I wish you could get this total a little higher, uh, but I don't. You know, I think with the Lakers traveling right now um, and to try to get the win and get back to L.A., uh, I just expect them to come out a little bit slower. The the energy they had to expend in game four to get that win, um, you know, and, and they were only down. They were down 52-49 at the half in that game. Uh, the one concern here, I guess, is that the Warriors play very, very fast at the Chase Center. And like a 105 pace, but actually that's slower than the Lakers were playing uh, against, you know, in the first half of the playoffs against Memphis. Uh, and they definitely went below this total plenty of times against that. Look, usually we're talking about the Lakers slowing down in the second half and not, you know, not completing the mission because they're old and they get fatigued. But in this instance, I think the Warriors come out with with renewed focus on both ends of the floor. They play good defense at home, especially in these playoffs, 107 rating. Um, and, you know, 45 pain points per game is good. Three, 13 points off turnovers, which is three fewer than they allow on the road. Still not great, but it's limiting that at least. And the Lakers' half-court offense is not that great unless AD is being super aggressive. But... You know, in like what what does AD do in not must win situations or like after they get a big win? Well, game two in the first half at Chase, he had four points. He he went two for seven because he was just tired from what he did the previous time, right? So Lakers still got to fifty six in game two because they shot eight for seventeen from three, including Bron kind of having a luck box, a, a few luck box threes there that we talked about. I don't expect that to sustain. They they're not usually a good three point shooting team. Um, and you just look at by the numbers, how they scored in those, those first two games at chase, 20% of their points came on the mid range. Like that's not something you can bank on necessarily in today's NBA. Those shots are not uh, high efficiency, just 40% of point paint points, uh, just 6% of points off turnovers, which is how you get the warriors and hundred percent of their threes were assisted, uh, which indicates to me that like, this is just discipline from the Warriors, just understanding the defensive game plan. Draymond's going to be in their ear, right? I, I do think 
they can come out and and as we see these series progress, they they'll play a little bit slower and a little bit just stronger on the defensive end, um, and probably be leading at half and, and keeping the Lakers under this total. We'll be trying to, that's for sure. Um, I it, the the thing about the Warriors is, is are they going to turn the ball over? 17 times or you know 12 in the first half they had 10 or i think they might have had 12 in the first half of this last game i know they had 10 at one point in the second quarter so like that that would be the only thing to me is like if you're gonna let them get out and run but it seems like we're getting to that point finally where like you know even if you want to play fast it's gonna get ugly at this point you know like the the offensive and defensive ratings for these two teams the last two on the road for the Warriors, like they still didn't have that bad of a defensive rating. I mean, last game, it was like 106, um, you know, because a lot of it is because of just bricks coming from the Lakers who you saw increase their efficiency because Lonnie Walker is hitting shots uh, in, in game four. And maybe we should stop making fun of those scenarios that happens. And it happens because Lonnie Walker has is fresh legs just as much as anything um, at this point. And so it's not when we talk about guys showing up that maybe were a little bit unexpected that's not that shouldn't surprise us not just because it happens every playoffs but it happens be, for a reason it happens because these guys are coming in with fresh legs um you see like even Gary Payton looking really spry in that game um because you know him getting the start not playing that many minutes especially down the stretch um for for in the regular season as well so you know i'm i'm good with them going under i i'm i i say all that to still say like i, I you can expect this game to be a little bit lower scoring um and rather than you know actually worry about the first half I'm just going to talk about the the second half and in the fourth quarter specifically and talk about my last bet there for this video, Nate, which is under 55 and a half points for that quarter uh, as a whole. And that's minus 115 on DraftKings. And I, I feel really good about that. One, it's actually way better on DraftKings um, than uh, other pl places you'll find, including FanDuel, where it's under 54 and a half uh, and minus 113, which I think is a little bit sharper uh, than the 55 and a half that, that we've got here because this series has been played at a 90 pace in the fourth quarter um, on, on average at this point. And that includes a fourth quarter in, uh, in game three where uh, the, the pace was played at like, uh, you know, 101 because it was all subs that were in at that point. Uh, the Lakers had that game handled and were up by about 21, you know, a few minutes into the fourth quarter. And then we got to see, uh, you know, all the subs come in for both sides and like do with that what you will. But when you've still got the starters in in the fourth quarter of this uh, of this series, it's averaged about 27 to 21 in terms of favor of the Lakers. Once again, that's with an 11-point lead with nobody on the starting unit playing for either side. So it's even actually a bit lower than 27-21 in the fourth quarter right now, if you would believe me. Um, it's about 48 and a half, 49 points in total with that, that big 70-point fourth quarter that I keep bringing up as an anomaly that's messing up all these stats. But uh, the other three quarters playing way faster. You're talking about 100 pace in the first, 106 in the second when they both really come alive and LeBron seems to kind of like do his thing more than anything and take control of the style of play. And then the third quarter, they also all they both come out a bit of rest in the half, uh, 101 pace. Uh, and, you know, they're averaging 54 in the first, 60 in, in, the, in the second, 52 uh, in the third. And then, like I said, we're down to about 48 in the fourth. And uh, once again, that is ruined by a larger quarter. So um, with, with all that said, like, I, I think we are at the point in the playoffs where things are going to slow down a bit just based on the fact that, like, these guys look tired, that the Knicks look exhausted. Both of these two teams that we're talking about in the West uh, the series that we're talking about right now for Wednesday night, they both look exhausted as well. And, and you know, you look at everybody playing 40 plus minutes for these teams. And I don't think Steph or these guys can afford to come out. Uh, those non-Steph minutes right now are bad for, for the, uh, the Warriors. I got to give Josh's flowers here. This is a better pick than my second pick. And I 100% I 
uh, I, I'm on board with this. I think it's a better way to play this game. I, you look at like live betting the under, which I've been looking at all series for these two teams, like starting with game one where they went crazy in the first half. I'm just like, it's going to slow down. And that's exactly how playoff basketball goes, especially when you have veterans out there who do slow down intentionally and are more methodical with their possessions and, and make good adjustments defensively, which both teams are doing. The Lakers have such good defensive personnel and the Warriors have, you know, a coach on the floor and Draymond and, and it's, and it's just slowed and nobody but Steph is really yeah. getting it going. Like we didn't even mention Jordan Poole being a zero point show up in game four. Um, I mean, the one concern is that the Warriors win this game in a blowout and then they're, they're just having fun in the fourth quarter. But if that's the situation, uh, you know, that the Lakers won't have their studs out there. So we'll see yeah. if, it, if it does dance around this total. But I, that's really solid uh, research from the uh, stats and info team to get that that pace by quarter. Yeah, I had my guys on it. Uh, they, they were sharp on that one for sure. So shout out to the squad, a.k.a. me, and just being a dork who peruses NBA stats for no reason sometimes. Um, but also I would say, you know, to, to the point you were making, yeah, like I am actually pretty nervous for the Dubs to be able to score in this game, if I'm rooting for them, which I'm not, I just, I'm saying for them, I would be nervous for them to score the, the play that really showed me what the, the Lakers planned probably will continue to be is at the very end there where they just were like, all right, Draymond, it's you one-on-one. We're literally face guarding every shooter on the floor right now. Do what you want. And he fumbled it out of bounds. Cause he's like, wait, no, I'm supposed to pass it already. And you guys just let me run all the way to the baseline. And here I am with nowhere to go. Uh, and I think you continue to do that. Um, you want to get the ball out of Steph's hands high, uh, up on the floor give it to Draymond and then just don't let anybody else get it back that's not like Draymond Kevon Looney or or Gary Payton and I guess you continue to let Jermichael Green shoot if they're gonna let him be out there and do that but you're listening to the lines.com podcast network looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Let's jump right into your first NBA play a prop here for uh, Wednesday night, Nate. Yeah, I mean, we went three and two here. We split the split the prop bets in terms of head to head Steph LeBron. 
Uh, Bam had a big cash, actually. That kind of counts as two bets if you had a double-double there, along with him to get nine rebounds. So it was a a pretty good night for May 8th. Um, But, yeah, we're going back back to the well for the Heat. um, And the the man, Kimi Butler, uh, who's somehow only at seven rebounds. And that's what I'm targeting more than the points here. I mean, 28.5 is his points prop, sure. But when it comes to the, like, late series, Jimmy – he contributes on both ends. He actually has at least eight boards in 11 straight uh, games that are game six or seven or closeout games. So uh, that even includes when they were swept by the Bucks. You know, so the last two games of the series is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'll just like read you back lately when he's totally become him. Um, 56 and nine and 42 and eight in the, in, to close out the Bucks. And then when they lost to the Celtics, 47 and nine, 35 and nine. Uh, beat the Sixers 23 and 9, 32 and 8. And then the Hawks 20 and 10, 36 and 10. So six and a half boards at plus 120. I mean, I'm I'm all over that. I'm looking at alternates here too. And actually the numbers for him to get 10 rebounds is better than for him to just get a double double. It's plus 470 at FanDuel. So might as well hit that uh and not worry about the points. But obviously he's gonna score more than 10 points. He he is him. Um, in uh, game one at MSG, he had 11 boards. It's not like he hasn't been boarding up in this series. Uh, played 43 minutes. The usage rate is down, even in that game one, 24% usage rate after he posted 38% his last three against the Bucks. So less energy needed to score the basketball because the Knicks can't score like the Bucks can. Equals, you know, plus poor shooting from the Knicks equals more energy to get rebounds. And, you know, as a guy who constantly leads his team in the playoffs, no rebounds, no rings. That's the mantra, right? And Jimmy knows what that's about. Clearly, his game log shows it. it in the, and when the when the series gets late, it's like you got to board up. That's just as important as, as who's going to score more, as who's going to control those 50-50 balls and the rebounds. And right now, the Knicks are throwing up bricks, like I said, 28% from three. So there should be plenty of opportunities for him to uh, to grab at least seven. Yeah, no, no, no arguments here. I mean, I, I don't really need to. I, I just want to repeat all your stats because I'm basically taking uh, Jimmy Butler as we I talked about briefly in in the best bets video. We both like the Heat money line. Um, we're just going to bet it until they win this series, which will be either this one or the next one. And then the you know I, I was throwing a few other things on there like Jimmy to just go bananas like he has Jimmy to get thirty in in the money line with the Heat parlay, make him get to thirty five. You're talking about six to one on your money. It's not that unreasonable for him to get 35 in a game where I, I think a lot of the role players will continue to play a bit worse um, in you know on the road than they do at home. It continues to hold true even for this team, which has an incredible supporting cast right now, um, which is what we thought was its weakness before we got into the playoffs. So shame on us, I guess, for downing Spo and, and Jimmy Butler together. But um, I would just you know take everything you said and say I, I see a big Jimmy game all over the floor the, the way that you're saying. So while I, I am going to sprinkle a tiny bit on, on something like him to get 35, and if he's going to get 35, like they, they're going to win this game. Uh, and I just think those just two go together so well. So that, with that in mind, like I do think he's going to gobble up a bunch of other stats as well. And we'll just take the over 40 and a half points, rebounds and assists combined for him um, in this one where you get it about even money, minus 105 on uh, DraftKings there, which had the best odds uh, of these books to, to get him there. Like, do I need to say anything else other than what you just said? I mean, it comes down to time to close out, 
Jimmy Butler on the road, especially uh, in a situation where like he's going to be needed. I, I mean, in game one where he had 25 points, um, he saw the 11 boards and just the four assists, but like he didn't really get it going until that second half. He didn't even have uh, more than what he had eight shot attempts. Uh, no, I'm sorry, seven shot attempts in the first half of that game one. Uh, and then, you know, he got about nine in the second half, but like the 21 shots that he put up or excuse me, the 33 shot attempts that he put up uh, against the heat, uh, the against the, the bucks to close them out last time, you know, he was in this exact situation going back on the road game five. Like he did all, he took 19 of those in the second half because it was time to just take over. So even when he's not doing that, the, the, the boards I like as well, the assists they make you a bit nervous, but because he just had the 10 last game and like you, you can, I continue to believe in, I'll, I'll talk about another Miami heat player prop that I'm going to take here who should be the benefit beneficiary of some Jimmy Butler assists as well. Like I think that w- with the opportunity to either get an assist to Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, or even Duncan Robinson at this point, all who have been told if you catch the ball from Jimmy o- out on three, pull it. I don't care if you're that open. I don't care if there's a hand in your face, pull it. And, and I it took at first, I was like, I cannot believe these shots that are going up that these guys are taking that, that covered, but that's, that's the directive, right? Is, is shoot it. And so Jimmy has had a ton of potential assists as well throughout these playoffs. And it's just really dependent on are the guys hitting for, you know, or is it a hockey assist for him at this point? And I think the way that they're bringing double teams a little bit late, the Knicks off-ball defense is so, so bad. It's just so, so bad. Watching guys just play either Ole defense or slap at the ball, not boxing out. The, the Knicks have, like, combined, like, four defensive box outs. They're just relying on being taller. Um, so there's just a lack of effort in that sense where I'm like, Jimmy's just walking by guys, and the, the double team comes by the time he's at the rim, and all that's doing is giving him an and one. So I'm going to continue to believe in what I've been seeing, and I don't believe in Tibbs to make any adjustments at this point uh for the better i mean what can he do that's that's a really good observation that they're just pulling the ball no matter what when you when jimmy kicks it which therefore forces you to play jimmy one-on-one and josh hart is a good defender he's doing a good job when he gets the opportunity but there's just nobody stopping him one-on-one obviously he outplayed Giannis in the last series like who's who's gonna stop him um so i'm looking at another head-to-head bet here with uh, Clay to hit three more threes than LeBron, it's plus 105. And I really would rather take Steph to hit three more than LeBron for obvious reasons, but it's minus 135. So you probably could split between those two, uh, you know, divvy up your units however you want. I mean, I think they could definitely both hit, though. We're talking about game one where they both hit six threes, Clay and Steph. And like, so first, let's just talk about fading LeBron. Because we do it consistently here, even though he got half an assist more than uh, Josh's prop here. I'm sure he's going to go back to that well soon. He just played 43 minutes in game four and he shot 50% inside the arc and two for nine from three. So like, why do you continue to take threes, bro? You're shooting like 15% in these entire playoffs. Uh, And then you look at in non must wins, like in the, in the situations where they're, they're up in the series and he can afford a little bit of a rest. He went one for eight and one for nine against Memphis. So it, there's definitely a possibility he hits two or fewer. And Clay, who's gone three for nine in both games in L.A., now comes home right, where he can just turn into an absolute flamethrower. And, I mean, Steph is obviously going to get more threes up regardless of your defensive scheme. He just went three for 14. But the, the Lakers are scheming to, to say, you know, like we'd rather live with Clay getting a look or, you know, Wiggins off a swing or just getting them rather than give Steph a three, right? It's just like rush out to the three-point line, make him beat you as a point guard, which he's done. Uh, but I think that could that gives you a much better opportunity for Clay to just get really hot. 
I mean, at home versus on the road in these playoffs, he has a 110 offensive rating versus 96. He's shooting 42% from deep versus 36. And the, and the Warriors as a team hit three more threes at a 8% higher clip at home. So there's just much more of an opportunity for him to get hot. He is 14 for 27 in the first two of this series. And I just think there's no way LeBron is going to be approaching, you know, I think at most he would hit three here. Uh, but I, I think I think one or two is very likely. And Clay's, you know, probably around five in terms of your projection. Yeah, we got to hope. I mean, dude, he, he just had like nine points, but three threes or whatever it was recently, like just cra- crazy stuff for him. But I, I yeah, I, I don't love picking Clay as you know it. He and LeBron and Harden, I just continue to fade because th- the numbers tell me to do it. You're damn right. I'm going to continue to hit LeBron under points and assists. Although uh, right now it is at 31 and a half on a bunch of in a bunch of places. So um, it's not quite as good but it's still fine to me the 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 lebron threes though like yeah i mean there's something about when you kind of can tell like he's in rhythm he just did something else good and now he's feeling himself and maybe he hits two um but if he hits two and you want clay to get five then like i'm I'm fine with that honestly it's once you get to to three threes for lebron that you're like Ugh. but uh, i think one is is the most likely number and then two is just makes it a little bit tougher but still worth it for the uh the plus 105 there so uh i'm gonna close things out on these play props with Max Struess. I'm taking him as the other uh, in this one. Once again, he's got 11 and a half points. He's also at two and a half threes. Um, but the 11 and a half points are uh, better. I believe it's about minus 115 right now on DraftKings for him to get over that number. Um, and the 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 threes are like minus 135 for him to get three in this one. Um, and a large percentage of his points are going to come off of three, obviously. But I'm just following the numbers, you know, and and I'm following um, the 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 trend of who's getting minutes and who's who does Eric Spolstra specifically in this situation seem to trust the most. And so you know, for Struess, he started playing 23 minutes and it's gone up ever since 25 in game two 30 in game three and then just saw 37 from him in game four um and yeah i mean he's at 15 points a game in this series the only time he hasn't gotten uh 12 is in that game one where he got the 23 minutes so um he's you know he's, he's averaging uh about actually 16 and a half in the next three um he he's uh the the minutes are just what are important but also the usage which is crazy that you know in the last series he was uh at an 8.2 percent usage rate versus the bucks in this series he's up to 21 percent uh, against the Knicks, and that includes a 12% usage rate in game one there, where I said he not only didn't play that much, he only pulled like f- the, the pulled about five shots in that game. So the last three games, uh, seven three attempts, 10 three attempts, and 10 three attempts uh, over there in game four and five, where he averaged, where he shut, put up 10 both in those. So, um, you know, the the thing about the fourth quarter is like they have liked Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin as, and definitely Caleb Martin, no matter what, uh, in the, at the, in the fourth quarter for them, who's getting up there in minutes himself, I think only behind Jimmy in terms of playing the most amount in the fourth there. And they kind of save him up a bit, but Max Drews is starting. Um, and I do expect him to play above 30 in this one. And I do expect him to get another seven, three point attempts. And if that's going to be the case, um, then I'm going to feel good about him getting 12 points. Yeah. I regret not taking him, uh, two games ago where if you're talking, taking Gabe Vincent, I looked at both props I was like, Struce to hit three threes, you know, I really like that, but I don't have any numbers to back it up. Like, I, other than the fact that, like, Max Struce, you know, this seems like a Max Struce series. Like, he's being he's being functional on defense. He is the, one of the rare guys who can hit a three on either team and actually play defense. So, like, he's going to fit in here. Um, and, and, you know, he's actually decently versatile on offense in terms of cutting and score and finishing in transition, yeah. too. So, like... 
I, I agree with just taking the 12 points instead of being like three threes necessarily. I don't know what the difference in juice is here. Uh, but I do think, yeah, he, he will Better. be scoring and, and getting those minutes. Are, are, are you saying Max Struess is sneaky athletic, mayhaps? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, yeah, I agree. He has a, a variety of ways that he can score at this point. But uh, that is all the time we have for you guys in these play props. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Check out the best bets video we have up for you as well. And until we see you next, happy betting.